Welcome back to the Tape Store, everyone. This is Toby. And this is Brooke. We were made in the 80s. And played in the 90s. And this week, uh, we are several days past the Super Bowl, yes. big game, which we only caught the second half of. Which is fun. <laughs> yeah, well, we had to put our kids to bed and stuff, True. you know. We just, um, it was a school night. And, and we don't, we're not like, ooh, sports. Yeah, we were kind of like with the people on Instagram that were saying happy sports. Yes. Like, look, I sported. Like, we don't. Right. <laughs> I usually go to, uh, we both um, yeah. usually go to Super Bowl parties um, for the food. Oh, yeah, for sure. And not knocking sports. I mean, if that's your thing, it's wonderful. Um, I I do enjoy a good game, and we actually really did enjoy the last half of yeah. the Super Bowl. Uh, it was a lot of fun watching just a really good competitive game. Yeah, it was cool. It kind of went back and forth there for a while. And with it being a few days past Super Bowl and still being on maybe a lot of people's minds or maybe nobody's minds. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Some people's minds. I'm sure there's probably a lot of people, uh, 49ers fans upset. And True. understandably so. I understand it, it was kind of in their grasp for a while. But um, we're talking about a movie this week. Yes. A 90s movie, very much a 90s movie, right in the middle of the 90s, 1994. We decided to talk about this movie because it was um, Super Bowl weekend. Yep. Mm -hmm. And that movie is 1994's Little Giants. So good. Starring Rick Moranis, Ed O'Neill, and, and a lot of great, <laughs> an all-star cast of uh, guest stars, uh, yeah. football players. John Madden makes a cameo in it. This is one of those great... 90s kids sports movies yes it's just it has all the warm fuzzy feelings it's such it's just i don't know i mean maybe yeah, maybe they do make these kinds of movies now but i don't know they don't they don't make them quite like this anymore you know that's a really great question i'd love to have that conversation with with maybe someone maybe in the generation below us who would yeah maybe say well these are some movies that made me feel like that right because i'm in the same camp as far as Man, I'm feeling like they just don't make them like that anymore. Whether we talk about sitcoms like Say by the Bell, yeah, which we talked about last week, <laughs> go check out um, Back to Bayside episode yes. House Party. Looking forward to doing another Back to Bayside soon. However, uh, whether it's Bayside, uh, excuse me, uh, <laughs> Say by the Bell or um, '90s Nickelodeon with yeah. like Are You Afraid of the Dark, Salute Your Shorts, Pete and Pete, Hey Dude, uh, the list goes on. Wild and Crazy Kids. It just seemed like. You know, they just don't do it like they used to. I don't know. And it just could be because that was our experience as kids, but we don't know. Right. But that's a, that's a good conversation point. That you yeah, up no, in. it's just, and even just specifically 90s sports kids movies, because I'm thinking of several oh, go that ahead. came out in the 90s. Well, I mean, like, you know, uh, Sandlot. Yeah. Angels Sandlot in the Outfield. The big, the big Green yeah. was kind of like later in the 90s, but but it, no, that was actually the year after Little Giants. Angels in the Outfield, I feel like, is like a, a cousin to Little Giants. It as a is. Movie. So I think it really a, is. It's good that you brought that so one up. So just this genre of like kids, sports, coming of age stories, like, I don't know. They well, were just, you. they were pretty unique to and, the 90s. And Angels in the Outfield, <clears throat> a really, really sweet, powerful message behind that. I wept rivers. Yeah. It's, you know, it deals with adoption and, oh gosh, okay. Yeah, we, I know, just, that's a whole, yeah. that's a... <laughs> But uh, The Little Giants deals with some really powerful messages. Yes. Um, as a kid, I just laughed at all the stuff that kids laughed at. Watching this movie as adults was a completely different experience. Oh, definitely. So, let's In give, the best way. Yes, very much so. Let's give a little bit of context here. Mm -hmm. 
Little Giants takes place in. Let's find out if uh, the Urbania, ta- yeah, it? it's Urbania, Ohio, and let's find out if it's fictional or not. Well, I just okay. There's <laughs> Urbana. Okay. U R B A N A, a city in Ohio. I wonder if they. So it's somewhat fictional. I wonder because when I looked up, I'm gonna go ahead and say, guys, when I typed Urbania, Ohio, into Google, <laughs> Little Giants Wikipedia came yeah. up. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, yes, seems to be a fictional town. Right. Your uh, average American uh, small town, uh, with that small town charm. Yeah. You had the, the the old men at the uh, stores, at the that, diners, at the diners yeah. that talk and that, that they're probably retired and they talk all day. Yeah, we just assume they live there. Yeah, like. the, the old <laughs> the old pump stations are there, but this the the story takes place in this little town called Urbania, and it opens up actually you open up on a flashback scene between these two little brothers. One is a very athletic older brother by the name of Kevin O'Shea. He has a younger brother who's very much the he's smaller and he's very much the tag along little brother. Yeah, wearing glasses, yeah. you know. And his name is Danny O'Shea. Danny O'Shea is small and slender with glasses, and Kevin O'Shea is big and bulky and very athletic. We had to endure the scene where uh, the the young Kevin O'Shea is picking teams, and his brother's there, and he doesn't pick his brother. And it was so awful. That was hard. It was so sad because you already know. Yeah. As soon as he starts picking, you're like, mm, he's not going to pick. And you just, just to see that sweet little kid, like, hoping, hoping, and then yeah. like, oh, I'm on the injured list. Yeah, he basically says he's on the injured list to save face in front of Patty, who... This y- unnamed little, yeah. well, not unnamed, this, but like this little blonde yeah, this girl this cute little girl who you, you, you are led to believe is probably a girl he has a crush on. But Right. So that's the opening. That really sets the stage, but... Uh, to explain the relationship between the two brothers, the two main characters of Little Giants, is Kevin O'Shea, played by Ed O'Neill, <laughs> uh, who became famous to uh, as Al Bundy. Yeah, Married, married with, children. with Children. And Rick Moranis plays Danny O'Shea, the younger brother. And Rick Moranis has done many things. I mean, oh, yeah. Second City comedy. I Honey, know I him, Shrunk the Kids. Honey, I Shrunk... I know him as Dar- uh, Dark Helmet from Spaceballs. And I know him as... Um, uh, from a Little Shop of Horrors. Yes, that's right. He was uh, Seymour. Seymour, yes. So these brothers had this kind of relationship when they were younger, and you get the feeling that Kevin loves Danny and cares about Danny, but his way of doing it is uh, just it's the wrong approach, right? It's uh, well, I think to say that he loves and cares about people is true only because it's through a selfish lens. Yes. So it, he can only love and care so much. So, so I mean, his love and care is not exactly normal. Right. So, going yes, exactly. So, going back to this um, opening scene, uh, he doesn't pick his own brother. Because for, he wants the good kids. Because Kevin wants the good kids on his team because Kevin wants to win. He's a born athlete, and Danny is not. Danny just wants to play. Danny's about inclusivity. He's about inclusivity. And, and we're going to go ahead and say this now <laughs> because I just can't. You know, I I, I can't, can't wait. hold it back. I can't hold it back. Okay, <laughs> Danny O'Shea is the better man. Yes, and that is consistent throughout this film. Um, and we're going to talk about why. But the the young Kevin O'Shea says to Danny, the last part of the flashback before yeah. it goes to fast forward to them being older, um, he says, "One day, Danny, that water tower is going to have our names on it. We're going to run this town. Yeah, you and me. So yeah, you and me. So so in a way, Kevin's saying, "Yeah, don't worry, it's all going to work out." Which, it, it is kind of foreshadowing. Yes, it is. 
however, and not, then, not at first. <laughs> and then, of course, we do a dissolve uh, uh, to show that time has progressed in the movie. And it is Urbania, Ohio, home of the great Kevin O'Shea. No Danny no. mentioned. Mm-mm. So things turned out quite differently. And what we find out that has happened over the years is that Kevin has become a football star. Yeah. He's um, won the Heisman Trophy. And I think that's, I mean, there are several other things, but he got the Heisman Trophy. Yeah. Which is the, the highest award. Yeah, there's for, a whole speech that all the kids know by heart yeah. that he he always says. So he's very proud of himself. Right. And what the Heisman Trophy is, is it's like basically uh, the best player in college football. Awarded annually to outstanding players in NCAA football, NCAA football. Right. So <clears throat> winners epitomize great ability combined with diligence, perseverance, and hard work. So Kevin O'Shea won that. And he is wealthy. Yeah, he's making bank off of his um, accomplishments in football. He's your quintessential big fish in a small pond. You know, he yeah. he he went out and did these great things, and he came back to Urbania and is essentially kind of like and made himself a hero. Yeah, much. and 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 even there's a scene in the very beginning when the mayor of Urbania is like, "Hey, hey, hey!" You know, he he goes to uh, Kevin. He's like, "Hey, I need your help with something." So he has influence. Yeah, and. The incessant gum smacking. Oh my gosh! Is ingrained in his character. This is this is where Ed O'Neill though obviously had an approach to this character. I love when actors and and Brooke being um, Brooke was in drama, still involved in drama. I'm sure we'll hear <laughs> yes. more about that coming up. Uh, can really appreciate. Yes, the little it, choices, just yeah, little, little little things thing. that end up being huge. And with with Kevin O'Shea, it's this gum chewing. Golly, <laughs> and it's just. I mean, I don't even want to do it because no. it's going to sound terrible in the podcast. We're going to po- just just know that it's smacking. And it's it's bad. that it's that standard like you know he wears the athlete the really short athletic shorts <laughs> with like a shirt tucked into it. Yeah, with like a shirt tucked into it with like a, <laughs> like, a wind, like a wind jacket. Golly! And he's chewing the he's chewing yeah. the gum real hard, and he's got the aviator Ray Bands and too cool for school. Yeah. So when when the movie moves into present day, mm-hmm. I guess you could say. We see a very similar scene, mm-hmm. except Kevin O'Shea is a coach. He's holding football tryouts because he's putting a peewee football team together. Now, what they call it in the movie is Pop Warner. Uh, I'm, I'd like to Google that as well. So you can go ahead, uh, Brooke, if you could explain the Okay, tryout. so what's happened? Well, and we don't we don't realize right away it's a tryout. We just see these kids playing. Right. And um, we see this one really talented kid do something. And then, of course, they take off their helmet. Mm-hmm. And it's Icebox, which is Becky O'Shea, yes. and that's that is that is Kevin's niece, and you know Rick Moranis, D- yeah, Danny's daughter, Danny's daughter, and she's awesome at football. And uh, he's like, "What does he say? Ni- like nice work, Icebox, or something like that?" Yeah, that she's called the Icebox because she's a big kid, like yeah. like strong. Why do they call her that? Because it can well, have many meanings. They were well, okay. So I, I took it as. Um, let me look him up. But the Chicago Bears yeah. had a player they called the Refrigerator. <laughs> Yes. He was because he was huge. Well, she's Hold not on. really huge. I mean, she's no, a she's tall not. But, but, but I think she has a a, a strong frame, yeah. like a strong physical frame for a, a young lady. William Perry, the Chicago Bears, they called him the refrigerator. Okay. And I think with her being, you know, a kid, they called her the ice box. Yeah. So she's got that. She was she was strong. Yeah. And she was a good football player. She's better than all, all the, the kids out there. She's yeah. better than all of them. She's the best player out there. So they're having these tryouts and. Um, you know, you, we already see Kevin. We know instantly who Kevin is. And then we see a little tow truck drive up. An old rickety tow truck. And out comes our darling Rick Moranis, who is Danny. He's 
coming to see the tryouts. Yeah, he's much less uh, put together as far as like his appearance. He wears like uh, like button up shirts, you know, like the flannel shirts with the like, undershirt. Yeah, with the undershirt, crumpled hat that he wears, and he's he's a work he's a working guy. Yeah, he's like a working he, guy. He's not wealthy. It leads you to believe that financially, you know, he's. I mean, he didn't. He's not like he's like got nothing, but he's definitely not well to do. He's just like an average Joe. No, he doesn't because Kevin O'Shea drives a Corvette, lives in a big house. So and then of course Danny starts to converse with Karen, who is one of Brooks' favorite characters yes, in the movie. Yes. So he starts conversing with Karen. Who is not a who is not a, an kinda, Instagram Karen. Yeah. <laughs> she kinda, is a very yeah, cool we'll talk Karen. about that. Yeah. So she was kinda he's kinda like, how's it going? So so you know, we see now the brothers older, and then of course the scene similar to the beginning, it's a tryout. Basically, you now see these Cowboys uniforms yeah. it, it, it modeled after the Dallas Cowboys. But, you know, it's Urbania, Ohio. It's 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 a peewee league. It's a Pop Warner league, which I looked up. Pop Warner's real. It provides activities such as American football for youths aged five to 16 years. Youths. We called it peewee football when I was a kid. Yeah, that's how I always heard it referred to. And I remember when I was a kid, I played for the Giants. And hmm. the Bulldogs. Cool. Uh, yeah, it's funny. I didn't even realize that. You just now realize that? I just now put this. You things. were a little giant. I was. Aww. I was number 60. Was uh, there an icebox? No, there was. Rats. We didn't have a girl on our team. But I, I, I remember, you know, <laughs> all the team names were NFL you know, teams. Yeah. yeah. Of course, the Bulldogs was, and that was a college team, but that was another year. But what I'm saying is, is that using the Cowboys. Yeah, is, that was a common thing. To, yeah, it was do. a common thing for Pee Wee teams to do or Pop Warner teams to do. And, and so you find that Kevin O'Shea is putting a team together, the Cowboys, and he's choosing kids. Yeah, so then we have, he, he presents these really, like, cool jerseys. And they're like, oh, man, I just want one of those jerseys. I remember this little, little tiny cute kid. Oh, I, I just know. want one of those jerseys. And he starts calling out names. We see kids, you know, oh, yeah, yeah. And it's your- And we're watching Icebox. Because you know we we know who she is now. Yeah, the kids that aren't getting picked are kids that are smaller and that aren't as athletic. Yeah, and he he hands them all out, and it's a handful of kids and Icebox, and they're the only ones that aren't picked. And, and he's like, everybody hard. else, uh, well, you know. And he basically threw his gum smacking. Yeah, thanks for trying out, and uh, there's always next year. Just your canned statement. That was so hard. And that to was watch. like his also niece, hard to watch. Like. And I kept, I remember I kept saying, why is he doing it like this? Why does he have to do it like this? In why can't of, yeah. he just send out letters to the parents and say, this child was chosen? That I was so angry as a parent, just I, like, what are you doing, man? Well, he, he says in his mind, you know, he because later on. And maybe that's how it is. But, well, well, because right after this, a few moments later, Danny does go up to Kevin because, yeah. you know, it's his, it's his big brother. And he says, Kevin, what are you doing, man? He goes, these kids want to play and they're. Again, inclusivity. It should be about them playing. It should be about them having fun. They're kids. And, of course. He kept saying, you uh, hurt their feelings. Yeah. Which, feelings are important. You know, not, ev- y- yes. But you not know, to a guy like Kevin. Right, but not to, and feelings are important. Now, look, you know, we, we're, we're both parents. Mm-hmm. And there are times when both of our children get upset over things. And sometimes I'm like, hey, look, you need to get over it. But feelings are feelings. Whether someone shouldn't be hurt over something or not, or whether it's, it doesn't matter. They're feeling that. No, you have to work through it. You have to, yeah. So, you know, just being parents who have kids that feel, I think the world doesn't need to stop over every little thing. But at the same time, feelings are important. Right, but he was approaching his brother who clearly approached something wrong. Yes, and of course, Kevin's response was, hey, look, 
he sees it as I'm doing these kids a favor by telling them the truth now. Yeah, it's like what do you want me to do? Tell them the truth. And that might necessarily be true if they want to be, if they aspire to be NFL football players. Right. But if they're little kids that just want to have fun and make friends, uh, then he's missing the mark. Yeah, I think if he if he were dealing with teenagers, right? Yeah, yeah. But these were like eight, nine, ten year old kids, like who just want. There's go no, out. there's there's no um, service being done to say, right. hey, little child that wants to play with his friends, you can't play because you're not good. Like, like I said, there, and I, I've told my son, like you're not good. We don't, we don't all, we're not all good at everything. No. We are not all. There are some things we're good at and some things we're not. But but again, like this was not well, ugh. like. I'm but very, if he I'm wants clearly to get, not over it. Right. No, it was <laughs> that was hard to watch. And I think we that, need to move on. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, it's OK. It's just that. Uh, and, and you don't necessarily have to be good at something to be able to keep doing it. If it's something you enjoy, like there's people that probably paint that they're not Bob Ross. They're not Michelangelo yeah. or Leonardo da Vinci. There's probably some people like, I can't believe you mentioned them in the same sense. I'm like, hey, we love Bob Ross. Listen, Bob house. Ross is in a class of his own dang own. Well, I, like, I actually, well, the reason why I say that is because I had uh, a friend of mine's an art teacher. And when I mentioned Bob Ross, he's like, look, man, he's not like Michelangelo. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, to me, Bob Ross absolutely <laughs> is is on par with them. I mean, absolutely. I for, what, for what I think he does for a lot of people. But anyway... That's another show. That's another. That is a show. Like, but what I'm sure. saying is, is that there's people that I couldn't paint like Bob Ross. But if I enjoy, but if I got, you know, enjoyment it, out of enjoyment it, out of it, I, I should be able to keep doing. it. And you it. weren't hurting anybody. Yeah, but so Kevin O'Shea is like, look, man, I might as well tell them now they're not good. Yeah, obviously, look. So he has his own rhetoric, and for that it. is the whole theme throughout this movie, though. That's yeah. it was important that we go through that and talk about that because the whole theme of this movie is you have Kevin O'Shea who's all about the best of the best and only they should play. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Danny who's like, hey, look, let's all just have a good time. You know, we're kids. It's a Pop Warner League. Right. right. And he was going to stop there. Just be like, I'm really, yeah. I'm, I'm not okay with this. You're led to believe that this is how it's always been with Kevin. Right. There's really he just no kind of rolls him. his eyes. and But it's Becky, the daughter, the icebox. She wants daughter. to play, and she's and good. The kids that are that made the team are little jerks. Yep, that rub the fact that they made the team in the faces of the kids that didn't. Yeah, and those kids are. The, yeah, because no, even, they're bullies. Even before the teams are chosen, one of the kids is bullying Icebox. Yeah, right and, there, uh, and he of course is chosen for Kevin's team. So you so you automatically know. Oh, okay, that's who he values. Yeah. So basically, what ends up happening is. There's a moment specifically where the kids who didn't make the team, who eventually become the little giants, right? Uh, they're in their clubhouse, and the cowboy, a few of the cowboy kids show up yep. and start to tease them and accost them. Like they give the, uh, oh, what was his name? The kid that came up with the plays. They give him a wedgie. Yeah. They grab him, and that's the just a little like manager kid. Yeah, we got a chess player. Yeah, so. They come, they tease the kids, they physically accost them, and here comes the icebox. And when the icebox shows up in her little go kart, yeah, the, the the bullies, the cowboy bullies, they run. Yeah, because then she's she not a joke. <laughs> so she runs two of them down on their. Uh, uh, they fly off their bikes. The third one, she makes crash into a lake, and yeah. in her anger, she goes, "We're starting our own team," you know. Yeah. Because the kids like, I'd give anything to like get you on the field, and she goes, "You will," because we're starting our own team. He goes, "Who's going to coach?" My dad. Yes. So. She goes and basically kind of drops it on Danny's lap, like, "Hey, we're gonna we're gonna start our own team." Word gets around, right? 
Oh, yeah. And then here comes the mayor. That's what you referenced earlier. The yeah, mayor's like, hey, the- we got a problem. Pop Warner only allows one city to have it, one team. He goes, but we have two. And and Kevin's like, what are you talking about? That's when the icebox is like, you know. Oh, I, by the way, Dad. <laughs> oh, by the way, Dad. Uh, I basically started a, a team and you're going to coach it. Kevin basically says, you can't do that. It wouldn't work out. You don't know what you're doing. Those kids aren't good, basically. And Enter the sweet little old men in the diner. <laughs> yeah. And they said, why don't you have a playoff? And, and and Danny's like, yeah. He says, we are going to start this team. We're going to let these kids, and, and these kids are going to play. Now we have the, the climax of the film has been set. It's going to be a game between the Little Giants and the Cowboys. And whoever wins is going to be the Pee Wee like, League. So then we see like some competition ensue. And, of course, some training montages. Yes. The Little Giants are a bunch of misfits. They're ragtag. They don't know how to play football. Because um, they go back to Danny's house, and he has this box, box O-junk. Yeah. And this right. is where we love it, because, I, as Toby mentioned, um, obviously, Rick Moranis is in Spaceballs. Yes. And in this box O-junk, he has random helmets but one of them is a darth vader helmet yeah just the helmet not the mask yes so those of us who have seen Spaceballs are like ah nice nod back to his previous body of work with all the stuff i know with growing up watching those movies i did not put that together and brooke totally did (laughs) well also watching it as an adult and not a child i would have been like cool darth vader i would have like just moved on yeah so we see some so that was a nice that was a nice nod back to that so of course as the film progresses we see training montages. We see that the little giants are struggling with everything. <laughs> and the cowboys are like, like basically like a little NFL. Like warriors. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> and then we have two new additions as far as players for each team. Yes. And both of these characters are going to be important to the story. Let's start with the little giants. Yes. You know, they're hanging out in a, you got the icebox and a few of the little giants hanging out in the, um, the supermarket. In the supermarket. Whatever. And suddenly they see a kid passing toilet throwing, paper. Yeah, throwing toilet paper into and like, the what um, an arm. And and then of course Icebox through the through the um, aisles. What a hunk! Because we along know. with all other '90s girls. Because yeah. guess who it was? Right, Devin Sawa. Right, he plays Junior. Bless him. Devin Sawa plays Junior Floyd, who is actually the son of Patty. Patty. Who, the little girl in the beginning. The little girl in the beginning. That, who who kind of um, seemed like she had a connection to Danny. Yeah, because she she picked Danny out of everybody to talk to. Now, let's stop for a second. We've, we've introduced... <laughs> now, obviously, Junior is going to be like the kid crush love interest yes. for Icebox. Let's talk a little bit about the Icebox and Danny and their whole issue as father and daughter. Right. Their whole situation. Because that's very important to the story. Mm-hmm. Danny, and we don't really know the details, but we do know this. Danny's wife, Becky, or Icebox's mom, has left. Yeah, because in one of the scenes he reveals like she made a choice. And she, for whatever reason, felt like she was making a choice that was better for herself yeah. and maybe for us. So she left. Because we, we initially thought she died because we're like, she had to have died. Right. And, but she actually did leave. Yeah. And, and the reason why I say that now is because there's a part where it's when Becky sees – and the reason why I'm bringing this up now is that we really see this kind of start to take center stage in the story, this whole thing with the way Icebox was raised by a single dad. Me, I'm a father, and mm-hmm. I'm so thankful that I have you with me, Brooke, of course, <laughs> you know, doing this thing, doing life, and also doing parenting. Yes. Oh, yes. But 
you know, having a little girl and, you know, we have a daughter and she's three now for me, I'm like, I'm, I know there's things that I'm just not going to know what to do with Mm -hmm. as far as how to talk to her and how to, and I think that Danny had that same issue because we see that, that he raised and he adores Becky and he loves Becky and he's so supportive of Becky. Yes. But I think he raised her the way he knew how to raise her and she came out being very much a tomboy. Which was working. It was fine. It was working. And then, you know, she's clearly like at that age that like she's starting to mature. The crushes are starting to form. She's right. starting to That's... want to see. She's wondering mm-hmm. if she can be seen as not only Icebox but as a woman. Right. And that's why I think that uh, because that, that had already been established, I believe, in the movie. But when she sees Junior, that becomes center stage because she sees Junior and she's like she develops her first massive crush. And, and she actually says, she like, says, I'm, I'm, I'm the, the Icebox. Box. I don't like boys. The Icebox doesn't like boys. She goes, except for that one. So now we see that Becky is beginning to become a young lady. Yeah. Becky wasn't prepared for that. And who is? No, who is? And, and, and Danny wasn't prepared for that because it had always been, she was his daughter, but she was also like his buddy. Yeah. You know, they had a great, great relationship. Yeah. It was really sweet to watch unfold. Now for the Cowboys. Yes. Okay. There's Spike. Now. Lord. I know. Uh, Spike Spike Hammersmith. Even his name, Spike Hammersmith. Spike Hammersmith is played by the actor Sam Horgan, who, if you're a '90s kid, you all you have seen him not just as Spike in Little Giants. You've seen him. Mm-hmm. You've seen him in the movie Brink. <laughs> yes, that's right. You know, it was a Disney movie. Yes, it was about the. Uh, it was in 1998 Disney film skateboarding. It was about uh, not skateboarding. Shoot, rollerblading. That wasn't, I don't think I actually saw that one. That one wasn't my jam. It was Sam Horgan played Val, who was the leader of Team X Blades. <laughs> and he was like that. He was <laughs> like that. He was the like characterization. The, that's how, that's how he talked. <laughs> uh, his dad is like a, Golly. a military drill sergeant. He's played by Brian Haley. Uh, Mike Hammersmith is his name. And he gives this whole weird, like, Every night before he goes to bed, I massage his hamstrings with evaporated milk. I was like, I remember I know, he said I, that. Brooke was like, what? I know. Like, I couldn't even, like, react because I was disgusted. I was like, listen, pal. Like, <laughs> I don't you're know. You're a dad. I, I mean, be a dad. Don't be a drill sergeant. I don't weirdo. know what that does using evaporated milk. I don't know. That kid for sure. I'm afraid of what would come up. <laughs> don't. On Google if I type up that. You yeah, know, you just don't. You know what? We're just going to let that one. Right. If you know, is, you can comment and tell us. So the bottom line is Spike it is raised to be this football was, machine. Yeah, he was bred I mean, for this. In fact, <laughs> M- Mike Hammersmith tells, um, he tells first Danny because the whole thing is, is that once they find out a new kid is, is in town. And who that can, he's huge and he's skilled. He's huge and, and he's skilled. Well, Danny and, and uh, Kevin have a race, and Danny's driving this little go-kart, so he wins the race. Uh, the train blocks Kevin. so he, he makes just zooms it, past it. Yeah, so he makes it to the guy's house, and he thinks, are you Coach O'Shea? And he's like, yeah. But Knowing full well. Knowing full well he's not that talking he, about him. he's not talking about Danny O'Shea. He's looking for Kevin O'Shea, but he doesn't say that. But he well, says the, the whole reason they moved to Urbania was for Kevin O'Shea in the Pop Warner League. So, Lord. Look, Spike is a machine. And, he and is he's the, nasty. Yeah, he's he's the antithesis to the icebox. Right, yeah, he's like her foe for sure. So we know that the Cowboys are this like well-oiled football machine. Mm-hmm. The Little Giants. 
So I want to spend a minute just to talk about the Little Giants, not just the Icebox and Junior, but there's a couple others that have neat backstories that... Um, or quirks. Yeah, well, you have like uh, Hot Hands, who was the kid that had trouble catching. That's Rashid, <laughs> Rashid Hannon was his name. He was, he was cute. <laughs> uh, Rashid, they called him Hot Hands. He had trouble catching the whole time. And Junior throwing him a... Toilet, toilet roll yeah. helped him eventually learn how to catch. He had he had to visualize it that and way. And then Johnny Venaro is a kid oh. who's super sweet, but his dad's like a workaholic. So every scene, his dad's like leaving, and he's like, "Dad, stay and play with me and stuff." And that's you know, and that becomes a big deal. And on I game cry day. Yeah. every time. So the, and there's Zoltek, who's just a sweet <laughs> you know portly kid, always eating. Yeah, eating and uh, that are yeah. his trademarks. <laughs> so which he does use now. <laughs> So let's talk about one of my favorite scenes of the whole movie, yeah. and that is when um, when Kevin O'Shea is having this little practice at his house. <laughs> uh, he's got a few of the cowboy players there, and he's like, "All right, guys." And his wife, Karen, who we've yeah, I've, I've, we've still got to talk about her. We got to talk about Karen. This might be a little bit of a longer episode, and that's okay. I am okay with it. So Karen is holding this big pillow with the icebox. You know, like drawn on it, and he, and I'll, I'll quote it to the best of my ability. He goes, "All right, guys, Becky is all they have. She's tough." So he tells one of the kids, "He goes, all right, look, I want you to get up there. I want you to head head up, butt down." <laughs> and he goes, uh, "I want you to wrap and drive through it, you know, or whatever." So he goes and he he runs and he hits the couch cushion held by Karen and yes. falls. And he goes. <laughs> And he goes, he goes, I want you to, I want you to get down. I want you to wrap and drive. I want you to drive through it, wrap and drive. And I'm like, I was, a, again, I played peewee football and that's exactly how those coaches are. Mm-hmm. The whole wrap and drive, head up, butt down, all that thing. And like he, and like reminder, he is telling him to do this to his mother. To his, yeah, right. No, no, no. Oh, it's not his kid. That's right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Because he has two daughters. Yeah, he has two daughters. It was just one of his. Just one of the He just teammates. had a few of the players there. I think he was but, just like, kind of But like, it's his on. wife holding a couch cushion. Like, right. Like, easy. Like Son, it's a couch cushion. <laughs> it's a couch cushion, son. Well, anyway, he so he says, I want you to drive through it. Then he goes, stand back. Let the master do it. Lord. And he turns to his daughter, Priscilla. And he goes, Priscilla, honey, I want you to shoot this. And she's like, go for it, dad. She's like holding the camera. So he gets down. Now, this is Ed O'Neill. Big guy. Yes. So he's going to show these kids how to drive through, I guess, a defender or an offensive yeah. lineman or a defensive lineman. I don't know. So he gets down with the gum. The gum's just to go and just, you yeah, know, his yeah. mouth's moving like, and then down, sit. And the and the wife, she's going, oh, oh no. <laughs> and he, and the amazing thing is he breaks like full stride, full speed at Karen. She screams, Kevin. Obviously, because she's not stupid, moves out of the way. Yeah, and he, he crashes through the window. He flies out the window. Into he, the pool. Into the pool. And the reason why that's one of my favorite parts, yeah, him falling out of the window was funny. The funniest part was the stuff he was saying was like, he sounded just like a coach. Yeah. And of course, the chewing. The gum chewing and mm-hmm. how serious he was that he was he was acting like his wife was like an offensive lineman, Golly. like a three hundred pound offensive lineman. <laughs> he ran at her. And that was hilarious. So I had to talk about that. Scene. Oh, of course. I had to talk about rap and drive. Rap and drive. I just remember even in basketball, pivot pass, those little sayings. <laughs> yes. Pivot pass. Rap and drive. Us. Okay. My time in little league. Not very fun. Oh Lord. Um so the game happens. Yes. Let, let's let's get to the game. Yes, the moment we've all been waiting for. Well, but before that though, something, something pretty major happens. Something with pretty Icebox. major happens. Yeah. 
We got to think. Um, remember, she she has this crush on Junior, right? And it's and, it's kind of starting to like get a little move into everything she does. Yeah. Well, I because she makes a comment to Junior. She's like, "I bet if I was like one of the cheerleaders, yeah, one of the cheerleaders, you'd probably like me." Or, or at least she, not, she, what she perceives that boy's yeah, she like. She doesn't realize she starts because to actually Devin Saul was like, "No, you're actually super cool, right?" And who doesn't help? And who's really, really crappy in Ugh. this? It with this is Kevin, because he's her uncle, so he has a relationship with her. Right, and, she's grown up with him, and she's like sitting by herself, all sad in the diner, and he comes and sits next to her, and because he she's to, observed Devin Saul kind of flirting with Priscilla. Who it? No, no not, not Priscilla. Priscilla. What's the other sister's name? Debbie. Okay, Debbie. Yeah, De- he's just she's just observed Devin Sawa kind of flirting with Debbie, yes. and she's like, and she's in her cheerleading outfit, right? So she's like, oh, so, that's what bo-. in her sweet mind she's like, oh, that's what boys like. Yes, she, not me. Right. So she's sad, and she thinks that she needs to stop being herself, you know, the right. icebox and who she is, mm-hmm. and be a certain way to get Junior to like her again. She's coming of age. Yeah, she's trying to figure all this that doesn't junk mean, out. That doesn't mean she needs to be like a cheerleader, but she's starting to realize that she has attraction to boys and things like that. And uh, Yeah, she's trying to make sense of what she, of what she's seeing around her. Right. So Kevin, the ever the opportunist, Ugh. sees a chance to steer her away from football. Because he knows she's what's holding that team together. And he's really sweet and he's really tender with her. And I just that made me really upset because it was all a part of this motive. Mm-hmm. And that was just really upsetting. To steer her toward cheerleading and away from yeah. football. Who, who she is and what yeah. she really likes, what she has a passion for. But, it, her, you but know? it works. It does because, of course, we know she goes to Uncle Kevin's house and says, is Aunt Karen here? And he's like, yeah. He, like he has this moment he knows. realizing like, yeah. he knows she's going to be a cheerleader. She's not going to play. She gets home. She has this box. And it's a really sad scene because... Danny has no idea. No, she she just on. hasn't told him this because she's hiding it from him. She tries to, you know, she tries on lipstick and she's trying to look pretty. And when he comes in, she wipes it all off. And it's like, yeah. Oh, hey. So, so I'm not going to blame Danny for that. No, well, and she and she kind of does what kids do. Uh, she gets mad and she's like, "Well, uh, this is all your thing anyway." Yeah. When we just told you, like, it was a hundred percent Becky made it yeah, up. Yeah, Becky put Danny in this situation, right. and Danny was like. Look, he's doing it. Danny's doing it for Becky, but he's also doing it for these other little it, kids. Yeah, and you see that be- from when Danny was a kid. Yeah. So because Danny even doesn't. Then he was Danny an advocate. Got again. Let's go back to what we said at the beginning. Danny's the better man. Yeah. He stays consistent. He is not out for himself. I think there's a few times he gets competitive with his brother, but all in all, I really don't think I saw anything indicative of the competition until they were racing to try to get Spike. Right. That was other pretty than that, much. He was mostly he, he was supporting Becky and supporting those kids, right? And so they ca- argue. Well, no, drops- he, he makes a comment. He yeah. calls her his little fullback, and that does it. So she just she takes out all this frustration she yeah. has because she's changing, you know, cha- and changing she and growing. Know what sense to make of it? No, and and she takes it all out on the thing that kids take those frustrations out on their parents. Yes, that's what we do. When we're young, right? You know, we take or in general anything. Generally, we take life's mess out on the people closest to us. Right? She takes it out on Danny. on Danny. She quits the team. She throws the box down and the cheerleading outfit fit. And he and then he's like, okay, yeah. He 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 looked like not like 
he wasn't disappointed. He just was like, oh, no. No, because, well, for, because it, it has been, you know. He's a it, great dad. It, it has been all about the game. But yeah. for a minute, it's like he has to call time out because like, oh, it's not about the game right now. It's about my daughter. Yeah. It's about her growing. She's and growing. her And her, like, her heart and, and what's happening with her. So ever the sweet dad he goes in her room while she's sleeping. Yep. Puts the box next to her bed, like he basically the, uh, saying, yeah. "Like, hey, it's you okay. do what you got to do, baby girl." It's you okay. Know? And he and right. And I thought that that was such a. And again, this is a funny '90s kids underdog movie, but I thought that was such a sweet father daughter scene. Yeah. Such a. I thought that was a great picture of a father, uh, even even at the detriment of what they're doing. Yeah, because he he knew what that would do. Yeah, to the team. Likely that would cause the team to lose. The icebox, the best player on the team. Yeah, Becky's the best player on the team. So, but he's like, like you said, this isn't about me and Kevin. This isn't about the football team. This is about my daughter. And that and therein lies the difference between Danny, Danny and, Kevin. and Kevin. Because Kevin would be like, look, you'll get over it. But Danny was like, I'm not going to risk my relationship with my child. For a game yeah. that's going to be over tomorrow. Yeah, wow. So, I would I would have never thought that this would be like uh, the movie would have really. I know. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of good stuff in this. I think this is a movie that just such it has such a great message about single parenthood, about friendship, of course, mm-hmm. and about growing up, and you know, all those things. You know that yeah. that, that that go into that, and um, so the game does happen. Yes. Uh, and of course, it go, you know, it looks it looks dire. It for looks a while. very dire for the little giants because again, they're you know they're the not ca- that good. <laughs> the cowboys are well trained and they're really good. They're all the best players, and the little giants are ragtag group of kids. Now, of course, right before the game, we see the cameo of John Madden and the yeah and, and uh, Emmett Smith and they kind of uh, these was well, some tell NFL, them some stuff. Yeah, some NFL players do make a cameo, and you have this neat little training montage where it kind of gets them back into things, you know, right before the game. So the, it does look dire, but of course, the Little Giants, through some 90s cartoonish, <laughs> yes. again, and we talked to, you know, yeah. we talked about this before we recorded, mm-hmm. like all this stuff is baked into the cake with these types of movies. Yeah, you have to know that there's going to be some insane, impossible save, because right. that's what you, that's what you come to see these movies for. Right. So but just there's know some that great it's part stuff, of it. Yeah, so... Every kid gets to kind of have their moment. Every one of the little yeah. giants gets to have their moment. They all shine. They all shine in some particular way. Yeah, you know? it's um, a, it's so sweet. Yeah, and that's fun. You do have to suspend. Excuse me. You do have to suspend reality a little bit. But yeah, it's a lot of fun. There was the moment, our favorite moment, yeah. of course. Uh, Viper, his dad, Ugh. shows up. You see him with the briefcase. And the kid's so excited when he has the ball. He he sees dad. He runs so fast towards his dad. He, he gets well the, because they well because Rick Moranis. Remember he he had we see him. He's found out. Right, dad's coming, and he's like give the ball to him because he knows he'll so run when he the right sees way. His dad, so he's he's dodging folks. Right. He's running, and I'm crying, yeah. and Toby's not crying, <laughs> I'm but trying he's not on the cry. way to crying. I'm trying, not and to he cry, sees yeah. his daddy and. It's daddy made it, and it just that, and it looks like, and it looks like he's a single, he's he's a single parent as well, possibly because you never see yeah. the mom. He's always um, by himself, so it's just. Um, but I think my favorite moment mm-hmm. of this part is when Becky has had it. Yeah, I was going to say, of course, we know the icebox does. She's play. cheering, she's trying to be the little girl girl, but it's not working. She is frustrated. She's like, "What are they doing?" Like she wants to be out there, but yeah, she's yeah, trying she's... to fill this new role. Right, that she thinks she needs to be. Right, and it all, uh, what what tips what the straw that breaks the camel's back, mm-hmm. I guess you could say, is when Spike, uh, Spike's dad, 
Mike Hammersmith. Yeah. He goes to Spike and says, hey, because Junior's doing really well. Yeah, Junior He's, and Becky hold the show together. Yeah, Junior's the quarterback. Devin Sawa. He says, I want you to take Junior out. So Spike does a really late hit during yeah. the play. It hurts Junior. It puts Junior out of the game. Yeah. This puts Junior out of the game. And Spike looks over and kind of laughs and gives Becky this kind of like mocking kind of, yeah. like, you know, and that's it. She throws the pom-poms down. But then, but but real quick too, Ke- Kevin. This is, yeah, that's where we see that there is a limit to how much of a jerk Kevin O'Shea yeah. will be. Thank Kevin, Kevin goes up to Mike and says, if I see you do something else like that, you and your kid are out of here. So is it enough to redeem Kevin O'Shea fully? No. That's arguable. I think, well, <laughs> no, I just think that, look, I think he's just kind of a jerk. Yeah. But he is not horrible. He's not a villain. No, he's not a villain. He's, he's a crappy just, guy, but he's not a villain. No, yeah. He's just he's got quite a few things to learn. He's got he's got a, a lot of growing to do in yeah. some areas, Kevin does, we find out. And and we find out as we watch the movie. For sure. And uh is he fully redeemed by the end? No, and we're gonna talk about that in a yeah. few minutes, but But so the moment. Because I'm like, this is who she's been trying to figure out who she is. Because she comes out and she's got the football pads on. Over the cheerleading. But she's got her cheerleading skirt. I'm like, yes. That's, that's kind of symbolic, it. yeah. Because I'm like, that's what you are. Like, you are a a, a really cool, tough girl that loves football and, and is great. good in it. Yeah. And you are dang feminine, too. Yeah, and you're you can, 100%. You can be and you a, can be all of those things. Yeah, and I, So as, as a woman, I was like, no. yes, girl, do it. So I was really excited. And I think that that... Um, was a very important again another another really great way to deliver that kind of message. Yes, and that's and Karen actually harkens to it earlier. Yes, and Karen says Ka- Karen again Karen this is Karen Kevin's, O'Shea, Kevin's wife. Yes, and uh, they're at dinner, and the, they've this is earlier in the movie, but it's a foreshadowing of this moment. Well, throughout the movie, too. yes, through yeah, throughout the movie, times, Karen really is the MVP for me because she does not she is not okay with how Kevin is. Right, she takes zero percent of his crap. And gives zero and gives zero craps about letting him know it. And basically, they're and she's like, "Listen, I'm, uh, we could have avoided all this. If you just let Becky on the team." She's like, "We've got, yeah. we can have women in the Senate. We can have women in space, but no, we can't have them in Pee Wee football." Like yes. she's really like, "Hey, you're being stupid and misogynistic." Yes, she thought that Kevin should have put Becky on the team to yes. begin with. And like the whole show, she, I mean, the show, she, yeah. the whole movie, she's cheering for the little giants. Yeah, she's she not, starts the chant for giants. She's not Team Kevin. No. That's that was important too. It was important to see. I think that again, I love when stories do justice to a character that has issues and has flaws and says, look, this isn't okay. Did you have anything else to share about Karen? I didn't want to Oh no, you're fine. Uh, I just basically just I love that Karen understands and sides with what is right the entire film, even though her husband is like, what are you doing? She's like, what are you doing? Right. Like, basically, like, she's, <coughs> she is totally, and you can tell also that her and Danny have a good relationship as well. Yeah, I think she, absolutely. So, I'm just kind of like, how did you fa- marry her? I, I think, whatever. But, yeah, you know, you see that in a lot of movies. Yeah, you know, but and I just loved Karen because she was consistently on the right track. But I'm done with her. No, I mean, not, no, no. I, <laughs> I'm done speaking I just know about that, her. <laughs> no, I thought I, I just want to really make sure we talked about yeah. her because you know well, she's great. Yeah. Now, fast forward back to the game. Yes. The icebox coming in. All the kids shine, and yes, the little giants win. Yay! Karen course, leading the chant. <laughs> yes, Karen, giants, giants, and you know. And at one point, you know, when she's doing that, Kevin looks over at her and like pulls the sunglass down. She just goes, ah. She's kind of like, like whatever, like. 
Knock it off. Get yeah, over she, it. Yeah, she remains just as excited about now, it. Now, when the game is over, there was this whole thing before the game that, like, right before the game started, Kevin said, I'll put my car, de- car dealership against your gas station because, remember, Danny owns the little pump station. Yeah, they were just getting, they were es- they were, they were escalating in all they, their past baggage. Yeah. Well, Danny, again, ever the good sport, mm-hmm. says, hey, how would the Cowboys like to join the Little Giants? Man, what a guy. I know. Because I would not have said that. What a guy. Because those kids were brats. And still Kevin, always Kevin. He goes, I'll think about it. And then he's like, well, you're not really going to hold me to that bet, right? You're not going to take my car dealership. And he goes, oh, there'll always be a place for you. You know, basically joking around. Yeah. You know? No, Danny's not going to do that, Kevin. Because but, Danny, but there is one way you can make it up, if Jamie. Danny was like Kevin, yeah. yeah, then he probably would have, maybe. I think he would have. <laughs> Danny's not like that. So Danny's like, no, of course not, you know. He says there is one thing you can do, though, right? <laughs> and what yeah. do we see? We look up. And we hearken back to the beginning of the movie. And it says it's going to be, you know, you and me, we're going to own this town. And then on the water tower, it says... It changes. It yeah. goes from Kevin O'Shea to... The O'Shea brothers. The O'Shea brothers. So it, it the beginning was foreshadowing, uh, just not in the way that we expected. No. And of course, also, uh, Danny asks Patty out, which yes. is precious. Well, and then a kiss. Yes. She like straight up kissing. Yes. She's, She's like, like, no, listen, no, I like you. Let's yeah, do it. I'm here for it. And <laughs> and uh, Icebox and uh, Junior, they kind of like show that there might be some. There could be something. It was sweet. It was still very childlike, which they were I still liked. very much friends. It wasn't it like didn't need they to kiss. Be. It's they were still able to maintain that childhood innocence and wonder. Which we of, still, oh, I, I think I like you. Let's right. you know, which we still need to have. Yes, uh, as we make. As, as films continue to be made and as we continue to tell stories in society and mm-hmm. stuff, I think that you've got to maintain innocence and prote- protecting those things because I think that's one of the things that we loved about these movies when we yeah, were kids. because I appreciate the coming-of-age stories that, that show all the nitty-gritty of growing up and then... Right. Re- but I also really love just the ch- beginnings. Being, ch- being children. When yeah. you've grown just enough, right. but not all the way yet. And that's Very what I important. like about this movie. Yeah, so guys... Actually, my heart is full. <laughs> yeah, and I feel like I've spoken to a, a few people, if my memory serves correctly, that have correctly that have not seen Little Giants. I feel like it's not talked about very much. Right? No, it's really it's not. Quite not unsung. anymore. Guys, go check out Little Giants. It is. It's on Amazon Prime. Yeah. Well, it's no, on not Amazon. Prime, but you can rent it. Yeah, yeah, or you can buy it. We just bought it for like yeah. three ninety nine. It's like dirt cheap on Amazon. Seriously. And watching Ed O'Neill play <laughs> the uh, play Kevin O'Shea, this like die hard like kids football coach is just great and then watching Rick Moranis just as the sweet you know unassuming but really stand up guy yeah stand up guy is great they, and and they have just a great back and forth give and take they're just a great pair together yeah. they you know the, the the way they play off each other but Ed O'Neill's a great actor Rick Moranis is a great actor the supporting characters are great um <laughs> so with as far as 90 90s relics go we did a post a thrift alert where we had four issues of Disney Adventures and I found four Goosebumps books. Brooke went back and found one more Goosebumps yes. book. What was the one you found? Me, Monster Blood, I think. It. Yeah, Monster Blood 3. 3, I yeah. I thought there were only two Monster Blood. Anyway, we eventually want to read some of these Goosebumps and do shows on them. Oh, for sure. But um, those are our 90s relics. I mean, I'm sitting here with them, but... It's a gold mine. It, it is, and but we did post pictures of those, so we're just going to count those as the 90, 90s relics. Yes, for the week. you can go check those out. If you have hung with us this whole hour, we really appreciate you. Yes, and we hope you've had a good time. We hope you shared in the memories of watching Little Giants. We hope the messages that we got from that maybe 
was something that resonated with you. Yes, for sure. And uh, as always, you know, you can catch us on Instagram at the tape store. You can catch us on Twitter, uh, the tape store pod. And of course, if you have a message for us or you want to ask us a question, uh, you can uh, find us at uh, the tape store podcast at gmail.com. Yeah, or you can just shoot us a message on Instagram as yes. well. We would love to hear from you. Again, thanks for being here with us. We're going to close the tape store down for the week, and we will see you guys next time with more 80s and 90s nostalgia. And until then, this is Toby. And this is Brooke. Take care, guys. Bye. Bye.